Genre. Hi everyone and welcome to the daily podcast called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute where we watch the 1990 live action Turtles movie one uh, weird Egyptian hand dancing minute at a time. I'm Scott Tofty. Uh, happy Friday everyone and I'd like to introduce the rest of our co-hosts Chris, Adam, and Hey-o. Rachel. Hi. See, I mixed up the order. Yeah, man. So hey, we are on. This is minute ten. We've hit our ten, our tenth uh, minute. Woo! Huzzah! Yay! Oh yeah, man! And we're still here. Ten minutes Decimal, of Ninja Turtles de- gone decenarian. by. We're decenarians. Oh man, it seems like only yesterday we were talking about the New Line Cinema logo. Oh. And also, hey listeners, it's Friday. It's, it's Friday. It is. Is it and Friday in recording real life this? or Friday today? Oh, wait. In, in podcast oh, time, in it's podcast Friday. time, it's Friday. In podcast it's, it's, time, it's Friday. It, the people listening, as far as they're concerned, it's Friday. <laughs> they don't need to know what <laughs> day what the it really is. No, they don't. <laughs> um, so it's, we get it's, in. It's a, a pocket universe where time exists outside of blah 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 for podcasts. Yes. So we get into this minute, and uh, uh, apologies, dear listeners, because we made a mistake. Leo actually replies to Raphael in this minute. I mistakenly oh. said he did it last minute. I broke a cardinal oh. rule of the minute podcast, and I mixed up oh, my minutes. God. Shame. Oh, you know what? I, I, know. Just, I was Shame. I was supposed to eat pizza in the last Shame. minute. I promised two yep, minutes ago exactly. that I was going to eat pizza, and then we didn't no. order the pizza last didn't minute. Didn't eat pizza yet? We'll nah, get to it eventually. We'll, we'll there get are to other that pizza scenes in the movie. It's okay. We can we can wait. Don't beat okay. yourself up, Adam. I just I don't want to I don't want to promise. We have the plenty of minutes left in which to eat pizza. Listeners, we promise you. There will be pizza eaten on this podcast <laughs> before we are done. Are you not pizza turned? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Leonardo continues dancing. Donnie and Mikey, uh, the dynamic duo, are. Uh, so hang on, if Donnie and Mikey, I sorry for this, but I'm I'm like in early 2000s coming up with a funny couple's name, mm. like a like a <laughs> like Benifer. Or Dongelo. Yeah. Oh, Dongelo. Dongelangelo. Dongelangelo. Donatangelo. Donatangelo. Yeah, that works too. Don- Listen, Donatangelo. Don- Wait, no, there's no. I, I came up with Dikey, so. Dikey. Oh, that's nope. That's you guys are doing a much that. better job at this than I, I Nope. You should not come up with any no. couples. No. I think we should just go with Donatangelo. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. So, Donatangelo or. <laughs> Pokey pokey in there in the back. Uh, oh, God, we get I another reach for the microphone and smack you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it. It just sort of came out. <laughs> I was illustrating how much more adept you guys are at that than I am. I was not trying to say that mine was better. Mine was terrible. <laughs> um, we get a shot of the fantastically clean New York City sewer mm. water again. Like, yep. But it doesn't yep. look so bad, really. It, the tide is coming in. It yeah. must be halftime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I like we have this gross. <laughs> gross. We have this uh, shot of the tunnels soaking wet, and then we immediately cut to another tunnel that is totally dry, and we see some some three toed green feet skateboarding through the frame. Some sweet and moves. Very, chukka, chukka. very briefly, we also see the exposed, five fingered, fleshy looking hand of the stunt actor. Oh. Oh. At about, oh, at about 23 seconds. 
Oh, that keeps happening in the sewers. It's like they think the low light is going to save them. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I never noticed that one until it was pointed uh, out. Yeah, he's I, wearing I, gloves, too, mm-hmm. it looks like. Yeah, or, or wrist tape or something, yeah. Um, but a little bit of news on this. So the uh, IMDb lists the credited stunt skater for Donatello as Reggie Barnes. Um, so a quick search gives me Reggie Barnes, who started Eastern Skateboard Supply in 1985, and who also is a freestyle, uh, sorry, freestyle uh, professional skateboard competitor in the 80s. Um, and we're gonna throw a link to some Reggie Barnes freestyle videos on the show notes. But dude's pretty darn good. It's it was impressive some of the stuff he's pulling off. Um, I'm glad they actually went and got like a pro skater to do this scene because it yeah. adds a little bit of. Uh, you know, teenage coolness. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's his board? You know, I was curious about that. Um, I would almost think that the board is probably something the prop people came up with because they're, it, it matches like the, the color and the hue of the scene very well. Like that sort of greenish gray. Yeah. Like even the grip tape on the board is sort of like really scuffed up and stained to, it almost blends in with the sewer floor. And it's got, I like the mismatched wheels, too. I was always a fan of that in, uh, in the yeah, early the, days. Yeah, the, p- the pink and the green wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as a big, you know, wannabe skater boy myself, <laughs> I really appreciate the skateboard scenes. I like the old 80s styles uh, fishtail decks. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I actually collect those. Well, I did for a while. Mm. But I'm you have a super few. jealous. You have more than All a right, few. All right, so like, more than a few. it's a few. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not. In How many is a few? Uh, three, four. Less than a, less than a bunch. Less than a whole. Oh, bunch, okay, yeah. that's. But good. they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's an expensive hobby. It is um, really. So in my middle school years, I tried to be a skater, and the the most I was ever able to do is ollie the board or to jump it, and about. I, I, I skated for maybe a year, two years in middle school, and like I'd hang out at the lunch table with all my friends and look through like the CCS catalogs and be like, I'm going to get this board, and I'm going to get those Jinko pants and these Airwalk <laughs> shoes. Jinkos. <laughs> um, and then a couple years ago, I'm living in New York City, and all of a sudden I keep seeing people like longboarding around and skateboarding. I'm like, I live like five minutes from work. I'm going to get back on a skateboard. So I skateboard to work all the time now, which is kind of fun. <laughs> that sounds like and fun. And I have... I got like an 80s style uh, uh, What a music teacher. I know, right? I'm such a hippie music teacher. It's great. (laughs) One of these days you need to wear like one of those uh, sort of like the the, the down vests and just try to ride on the back of a Jeep. Sketch along, (laughs) Marty McFly style. (laughs) Only if I can blast uh, Huey Lewis Power of Love as I do it. Mm -hmm. I wish I could skate around more. There's nothing but hills around us. Like there's really nowhere to skate here. You would lose your skin. Like you have to, oh, so you could like skate one half of the trip. You got to you can do the downhill and die. I know you got to the the slaloming or the downhill where the dudes put like the giant helmets on. And they've got the gloves with like the hockey pucks on them, so you can put your hands down. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Didn't you say you tried to skate down a big hill when you were a kid and you wrecked yourself pretty bad? Yeah, I like <gasps> almost ripped off half my face. Yeah. It was pretty. Oh, nasty. my twelfth birthday party! I had a kid. His name was Tig. <laughs> He went a kid down, named Tig. Kid named Tig, skater kid. He was like the bad boy in town. Mm. Uh, how he ended up at my birthday party, I'll never know. Nice kid, though. Um, probably still invited him, him. I probably did invite him. I was just really proud that the cool kid said yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. he went down, and my parents lived on a hill. He went down the hill on a skateboard, and he hit a rock. And Ooh. He face planted. 
and is walking up the hill holding his arms up covered covered in blood and he's like i fell down and my mother is in hysterics like we've got to clean you up your mom's gonna kill me (laughs) Uh, there's nothing worse than that moment where you realize you just was never cool again oh you just you see the board stops and you're still going Uh, that's the worst (laughs) feeling ever all right well we get some cool skateboarding and uh eventually donatello rolls up next to his buddy donatangelo gets back together in this scene and uh, we have a nice little conversation. Yeah, not a super crazy. Um, where where did Mikey get that popsicle? Is it? I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> the turtles have a freezer back in the lair. <laughs> or, they've got or some or sort of refri- a, they've got some sort of refrigeration. Or is it just a popsicle stick that he found that has a little bit of cherry flavor left on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably no. more likely. Yeah. Yeah. He just that's picked it up. Hey, a popsicle stick, gnarly dude. It's got a little cherry on it. This one still has it's some still red good. inside of it. <laughs> This one's Michelangelo <laughs> has an oral fixation. Oh, God. Michelangelo has mouth herpes. Also, okay, Ugh. he's eating a popsicle before he eats his dinner. Is, well, I mean, they're turtles a, anyway. I'm sure they're just walking around with salmonella on their yeah, shoulders. I mean, how, how about he's a teenager anyway? Their metabolism is probably insane. Yeah. Yeah, they've got that jughead metabolism. Oh, man. My, my older brother... <laughs> When he would, like, normally people eat, like, two Oreos. He would take a whole sleeve, and that was his snack. That's a pretty teenage boy thing to do. (laughs) My mom would get so mad. Um, (laughs) Where did all the Oreos go? (laughs) Why are there no Oreos? So I'm sorry I made your mom sound like Gollum. No, my mom kind of does sound like that, so it's okay. Uh, that's not nice. Oh. oh, it's okay, Rachel's mom. She loves you. So the, the Donna, Donatangelo yeah, get into their conversation here, and there's a beautiful shot of the moon through the sewer grate. Yeah, that's I, gorgeous. That is a hell of a shot, and I'm kind of curious as to how they got that shot. Like, that's are they just sitting? Are they literally really filming long lens? Or, they must have put a great over a lens. Like, there's no way they're actually like, oh, yeah. or it's a fake down moon. in a sewer. Number one, yeah, no, there's there's no chance that they were down in a sewer for any of this. Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a it's matte ju- painting anyway. Yeah, right. I was gonna yeah, say that's what I was wondering because it's so detailed. Yeah, for like a real it, it's projection. A pretty pretty moon. In order to get like a moon like that, like filling up the screen, like the 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 sort of, the lens they would need um, would be. Amazing. Um, they would. There's. That's. That's absolutely not a shot of the moon. And the film stock. Like, uh, hadn't if we, been invented if we, yet. you could send that yeah. question to the production staff behind the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Then, uh, I, I, I bet that they. Hmm, what? Yeah, I yeah. think. I think yeah. there's a camera now that can do that. I think it's a Nikon or something. But there was a demo. Someone was just zooming in on the moon, and oh. it like adjusted itself, and you could see all the, like. Oh, yeah, craters. lots of cameras can do that, but. I mean, like to do that at the time, right, that would, right, it right. wouldn't have been. It would be like, let's get this like multi, 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 multi tens of thousands of dollars lens mm-hmm. to get this one shot of the moon for the teenage <laughs> people. Or, or, <laughs> or they call up like NASA and they're like, "Can we borrow the Hubble?" <laughs> and there's there's a guy holding like uh, holding some piece of equipment, going, "Couldn't we have just painted a picture of the moon?" And like, <laughs> and by that point, they're already like so in debt. They're like, "No, we have to do this now." We we paid for this stupid camera. Yeah, it was probably it's probably shooting dead on at a painting to be of the fair, moon. You can rent which lenses. Which is a great in front of the in front of the lens. Yeah. I mean it's like a two dollar shot. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a beautiful shot. It's a very mm-hmm. well done shot. 
Um, Donatello and Mikey look so disgusting in this scene. Like yeah. Donatello is like covered with like turtle acne. <laughs> his eyes, his eyes are all like They're goopy, dark and goopy around the outside. Michelangelo has the world's crustiest fingernails, but a baby face complexion, which is kind of funny. Yeah, like. And this is also another really good instance of, like, if you look at about 38 seconds into this minute, the shape of their heads are totally different. I love the uniqueness of each individual turtle puppet. Mm -hmm. Like, Donnie's got this sort of triangle-shaped head with the big, wide, mumps-looking cheeks. <laughs> Michelangelo is just much more, like, smooth Square. and baby-faced. Mm -hmm. Um, but they uh, they attempt to have kind of a well Donatello attempts to have a Donatello kind of a heavy conversation here. Um, you know Corey Feldman pulling out his uh, incredible acting mm -hmm. chops, his, his best acting. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. I, I was just thinking about how why these two team up so much in this movie. Maybe maybe they're, they're like the two younger ones. Like I, I only have an older brother and older sister. I don't have anyone younger than me. But I'd imagine that if you are kind of like in the middle, you bond with the younger one because the older two are like doing their own thing. I mean, they're just gonna fight all the time. Right. That's right. a good theory. But I, and I'm almost more like along the lines of that is that Raphael is so extreme in one direction, and Leonardo is the total polar opposite. That mm -hmm. you know, not just age, but Donnie and Mikey are like they're they're in the middle temperamentally as well. Yeah. They're not. Neither one of them is as you know, uh, extreme. Yeah, on mm -hmm. either polar end. You know, they're they're much more centered in their uh, emotions and their temperament. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they just they've probably get so sick of Raphael's bull and so sick of Leo's like I'm gonna lead you now mm -hmm. that they're all each other has left. Yeah. Um, there was a, a point that was brought up a f several minutes ago. I think it was last week about the dialogue in this movie having kind of a melody to it and being very musical. This is one of the key scenes that I think about yeah. when I think of the musical dialogue of, of this movie. You know, the nice night, you know, not having him. Like all these little... <laughs> you could probably write this out in sheet music. Yeah. Dude's got 30 seconds. Like there's, there's that just, is a great line. There's such a oh good cadence to every delivery in this scene. Yeah. Pete's Time's up. Three bucks off. seconds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, t uh, that wasn't until next minute, is well, it? Well, he says times up three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't know three bucks. What we don't know. Also, how um, does how does Michelangelo know what time it is? Right. Like, does he just know that? I assume he has a digital watch. But he's just looking uh, at the moon. Like, do, does he? Is that how he knows what time? It maybe is? he's counting in his head. But so. Oh, maybe he's able to tell the time based on where the the moon is in relation to the various greats. You know, oh, the, that's the a good point. Maybe. And maybe that because, like, if you if you, if what you know what year? date it is and and where, like, if you if you look at the moon through a series of holes, you can get a sense of time. Interesting. I mean, also ninjas they've got to have highly trained minds senses. as well and senses. So you'd, one would think like, that maybe like what he is, could just keep an internal clock going. Mm -hmm. What is the ter technical sense for your uh, technical term for your sense of time? Is it um, circadian sense rhythm? Of time. Circadian. No. Oh, that's your sleep cycle. Time though, perception. It? Time perception. Wikipedia. I mean, it's also possible. You know, like how animals don't tell time the same way we do because they don't look cognitive at cognitive linguistics yeah. and neuroscience. Yeah, they they don't understand that it's daylight savings time. They're hungry when they're hungry. Right. They just have sort of a body clock. So yeah. maybe it's something along. 
He's got yeah. a nice internal pizza monitor. <laughs> also, that okay. might be they why Michelangelo's time perception. Oh, sorry. Oh. Might be why Michelangelo's what? <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That, that also might be why Michelangelo is not really listening to Donatello. Because mm-hmm. he's just counting. Because he's like counting down backwards in his head. <laughs> he, yeah. He's been counting the entire time since that phone call. <laughs> I mean, it also could be that he's ordered pizza just so many times that he's he he's got it down. Like he's he knows what thirty minutes feels like. Yeah. <laughs> just based on the sheer number of times they've ordered pizza from this place. Also, is it does thirty seconds pass when he says pizza dude's got thirty seconds, and then when he tells him No. Oh, I've no. never checked that. So his time perception is bad. I would imagine no way. It can't because he doesn't say that until. uh, Because he says it here within this minute. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to look at it. So he says it with about 19 seconds left in the minute. Oh, no. Definitely, definitely not 30 seconds. Mm -mm. Um, I have a little bit about Domino's Pizza and their 30-minute guarantee here. Mm. You guys, if you want to hear this. So I think everyone's pretty familiar about the fact that Domino's was advertising like 30 minutes or else your pizza is free. Apparently, in 1989, uh, a woman was hit by a Domino's driver who was trying to speed to his delivery. And I guess there were several traffic. She was awarded more than $78 million in a lawsuit. Uh, from Domino's, and I, apparently it was not the only incident of reckless driving among Domino's employees. So in 1993, Domino's decided that they were going to spe- suspend their 30-minute guarantee in the United States and also many, many other countries. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> the 30-minute promise for phone orders had been in effect since 84. Um, until 1986... How many people died for pizza? (laughs) Until 1986, a late-arriving pizza was left for free for the customer. So if it was 86, Michelangelo would have gotten a free pizza. But since then, customers were given $3 off their order. So that explains why Mikey says, time's up, three bucks off. Because Mm. it was actually, that was was the rule at that point in time. Um, Yeah, so that was just a little bit about the uh, Domino's thing. Interesting. Um, We learned about the hostage taker, Mr. Noid, and we've learned that Domino's Pizza Delivery have uh, run people people over. Not killed, just run them over. Are Um, you sure there were no fatalities? I mean, in in this article, I did not see any fatalities, but this woman was apparently hurt $78 million worth of bad. Wow. Um, Okay. It did not say that, I know, I mean, the woman had a lawyer, so one would assume she was still alive. Uh probably just badly injured mm-hmm. but yeah not so. necessarily lawyers can represent the estate of the deceased mm-hmm. um the family yeah but it would have said that she died i think it no, would have she, probably she, been a little bit more if it says more. she won 78 million dollars then she's alive to collect mm. right correct um so i i'm good for this minute how's everyone else yeah pretty, yeah, pretty good. good. Pretty good. I mean, you know, I, I, did we did we talk at all about how Donatello is trying to be serious and Michelangelo is just like, I'm not listening. Uh, yeah, a little bit. How Donnie's trying to get, uh, like, sort of... Some sort of an emotional response. Yeah, he's, splinter he's like, Let's think about this. Uh, resonated with him a little bit, and he's trying to open up to his brother, and Mikey is just giving him none. He's too busy counting down the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, again, yeah. might, makes Michelangelo perhaps the most typical teenager of the entire crew mm-hmm. and donatello the least 
maybe the most sensitive. Maybe that's his role in this one. Maybe he's not the machine guy. Maybe Donnie is the cuddly one. <laughs> his his EQ is off the church. I'd have to go back and look, but um, I know Peter Laird always, uh, not always, but often said that Donatello was his favorite of the turtles because it was more closely related to, I think, his own personality. And I'm wondering if he means that in more of the comic book sense um, or more, you know, this movie of the cartoon shows. I, I'm curious about that because, again, it, we, we said it before, but Donatello is totally different in this movie than he is in any other iteration of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. How is he in the comics? Um so in the comics, he is, uh, you know, a little bit more tech minded, but it's not to the degree that it was in the cartoon show. I mean, he's definitely sort of the more um, scientific, but even then it doesn't manifest itself quite so often. Um, the personalities in the comic books, really, Raphael is the big one, and it's mostly Raphael and uh, Leo that kind of get the most fleshing out, especially in the early books. Um, Michelangelo's a little silly. Donatello, I always, at least in my interpretation, I didn't read as much uh, personality on the page with the Donatello character in at least the first, you know, 15, 20 Eastman and Laird comic books. I also um, found in the Eastman and Laird books, they they didn't really have different personalities so much. Like, um, in, at least in the first Definitely 10 issues not at or the so, start, yeah. they were kind of, all, sort of all pretty even level of character. Yeah, it, it, if you read, there's the one-shot books that come out for each turtle, and they were in between like issues three and four, and then like between issues seven and eight, and each turtle sort of gets their own solo feature. And I feel like each one of those kind of represents the coming out of each turtle's personality, especially the Raphael book, which features Casey Jones, which we will definitely talk about when we get a little further into this movie uh, and how that book specifically influenced certain scenes in this film. Um, but yeah, in the comic books, especially in the early ones, their, their personalities were not nearly as strong um, as we've come to know them. IDW does the, those one shots too, when they rebooted uh, the series in the, uh, I guess, mid two thousands. When did that start? Like 2011? Uh, that, it, it was several years ago now. 2011, 12, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. They, they got their own one-shots there, too. And mm-hmm. and uh, Donnie in the IDW comics is really nerdy, mm-hmm. really uh, computer science-y, like builds yeah, robots and stuff. Much more like he is in the 80s cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good series that borrows from a lot of different turtles iterations and kind of mushes it all into one in a really interesting way i i highly recommend that to people if they haven't read the idw turtles run it's pretty interesting oh that's great um there's something for every kind of ninja turtle fan in there but i think with that we'll wrap up this minute and we will wrap up this week our our second full week in the books guys oh my goodness um i want to say thanks again to our producer scott corelli and uh we want to have everyone go take a look at uh, all the cool podcasts over at duelinggenre.com one of which is something that most of us work on. It's called Geek by Night. Yay! And uh, it's an audio drama that uh, I am writing for and Rachel acts on and Chris just won an Audioverse award for acting on. All right. Oh, shucks. Um, so that's right. You didn't even know you were listening to an award-winning podcast. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, my voice is pretty excellent. Golden voice. Um, so yeah, <laughs> go over to Dueling Genre. Check out all the cool podcasts over there, including Geek by Night. And we will see you guys next Monday for minute 11. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Come on!